Well, 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 another week down and another show to record. This is episode eight of Mad Yet Mighty, which I've said that a couple of times and I don't, it's, I was just like smiling like a total loser over here, but mm, excuse me, God. I have two beverages, both very carbonated, sitting by me, so pardon for that. Who? Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Such a such a professional introduction. Um, yeah, this is episode eight, and that's really cool because we're cl- I'm close to like 10 episodes, which I'm pretty fucking proud of myself. This is something that I've been wanting to do that I've Honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, I've still been struggling with a lot of fear and anxiety about it for the past couple of weeks. It's been kind of crazy. <sighs> and I'm almost at 10 episodes, 10 episodes of content of me talking to myself on a microphone. I mean, could it be not more of a dream come true? I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, my God. I mean, might as well just come out and say it. Like, I have talked to myself my entire life, my entire life, at places that people could probably see me too. You know, in the car, here at home. Um, I know I've said stuff to myself out in public. It's just I have so much going on in my mind that I have to talk. I have to talk about it out loud. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's very healthy. I think it's very cleansing of the soul. I feel like my mind produces just the most absurd amount. And I know there's other people who probably feel feel the exact same way. But I just produce so much extra over overexerted thought energy. Like my mind just does not turn off. And it's like, I'm thinking about one thing. And then the next thing I know, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I was thinking about seven other things while I was thinking about that one thing. Yeah. It's called anxiety, anxiety, which I wasn't going to go into it that quickly, but, um, I do also want to just do a little PSA. I don't think it's probably called PSA, but um, if you can hear a little bit of a um, deeper kind of uh, alto to in my voice, um, I am feeling a slight bit 100% like a nightmare. Um, definitely a victim of the old summer cold that has been creeping onto my body for the past two days, yesterday and the day before. And then now t- today being the third day, I just feel like total shit. So I decided instead of um, coughing my brains out all day and just feeling terrible, like my head was going to explode in a public place that I was going to do it in the comfort of my own home. So here I sit. Um, but the show must go on, people. The show absolutely must go on because of my anxiety. If I didn't record tonight, shit, I don't know if I would have been able, I would have forced myself, but I digress. I digress. I digress. So if I am sounding a little bit more raspy than normal, if you like it, great. If not, if you think I sound like a man, (laughs) too bad. So fucking sad. You don't have to listen. Um, Yeah. I kind of wanted to just do a little bit of like a touch in episode, like a little one on one sesh, a little therapy sesh, if you will. Because it's been a minute since I've done that with myself. And I feel like I need to kind of break down and break out some truth. 
um, talked to, I've been talking a lot about my, sometimes I can get really sickly, deeply immersed in all of my shit that I follow and watch, which I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love watching all my shows being at, you know, I was going to say dick deep in social media, but then I tried to censor myself and I'm like, God, stop trying to censor yourself. You know, ugh. family's going to listen. If they're going to listen, they're going to know that I'm going to say some stuff that, you know, is it going to be anyways. So I, sometimes I go, I go on these benders. I go on social media benders and it's because I absolutely love, I love social media. I love it. I've always loved it. I think it's transcendental. I think it's crazy. I think it's amazing of what we can do. And I'm just, I love the whole, I, I just, I, I love everything about it. Like I love learning how to work it. I love learn doing, I mean, and doing it like, I don't know, like I take, I take pride in it. I enjoy it. It's like, it's almost like for me, it's almost like a, like an, like another creative outlet. I, I don't know. I, so I, I spend a disgusting amount, like everyone else on the fucking face of the planet, I spend a shit ton amount of time on social media. feel like I'm constantly plugged in, plugged in, plugged in. I'm listening to podcasts here. I have, I'm at work, I'm talking and have a headphone and I'm at work and I'm on the way to work. I'm listening to the Bobby Bones show on this. I'm listening to that. I'm listening to the Bobby Bones show when I get ready and then I switch it up to my other pod. It's just like, and then, like, I'm watching TV when I get home because, like, hello, TV is my sanctuary. And I just feel like my mind just never is quiet. So I, for a while, was implementing a lot of quiet time. And then I feel like um, when I was just recently on vacation, it was like pure bliss. It was one of the first vacations that I was able to actually relax and enjoy myself because I knew that clients weren't calling in angry that I was on vacation or like not working or they couldn't come and get their appointment. And I was calm because I knew that like, I didn't have to worry about not being paid because when I wasn't working, I wasn't getting paid. So every vacation I took at the same time, I like, I would, you almost have to like physically shut it off with the switch, but I still was just so, oh my God, just anxious the entire time and feeling guilty and guilty. And what are they thinking? And what are they saying? And oh, I know I have to prove, oh my God, like you're on vacation. So I, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking that way. Like I, I, I hate this stigma in America. And I've, you know, there's been numerous articles I've read about it, about how like, we are like one of the only countries that like, it is such a bad thing that people like take vacations. Like it is so looked down upon. I think that is the craziest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. I've ever heard in my life, but it's so true. You know, like people go and come back. I don't know. I just feel like there's always a weird stigma. I feel like you're taking a trip or if you're somebody who takes a lot of weekend trips, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I do that. I'm just, and maybe once again, that's just my nutty thoughts of always feeling guilty when I go on trips. But as you can see, just by having this small conversation, the amount of, um, you know, chaos that was in my brain whilst on a vacation. So this past vacation was great. I was totally in a great place, calm, relaxed for once in my life. I literally told myself, I said, Megan, you were not allowed to think about four days from now, you're not allowed to think about later tonight. You're not allowed to think about the last day of this vacation. You just need to think about, you just need to think about right now, just right now. You're riding on the back of this go-kart. You're about to go to the beach and sit on the beach. Like, don't think about, and I actually did. 
I did. I made it a point every day on that trip to just be completely immersed in what I was doing at that time, which is very unlike me. My signature move is literally four days before leaving for a vacation, like almost throwing myself off a balcony because I have, I'm so blue and so depressed. And so, oh, I don't want it to be over, bitch. Stop talking about it being over when you're on the trip. That was, I mean, and I, I, I'll i say it. I would do that on every single weekend rolled around. I was, you know, everyone's talking about Sunday scaries now. Shit, Sunday scaries has always been a thing for me. I literally would mourn. I would mourn. It would be a funeral. I'd be dressed in black. I'd be playing, hi, like just, just, or boot, whatever. I would mourn, a, I mourn a Sunday with the greats, Okay with a couple of great friends. We would all do it together when we were living in that house over in Newport. We were great. We're, we're, we're professional. We're professional Sunday mourners. And you know who you are, Turk and Hannah. So that was a rant of its own. I'd completely just lost my train of thought. Um, oh yeah. Being anxious and literally thinking about the end. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, that's like kind of, that's kind of my thing. It's kind of what I do. So I was like, okay, we're not going to do this. So the moral of this, of this completely, you know, erotic, not erotic, erratic, not erotic, erratic, two totally different things, but not really. Um, just this erraticness of anxiety. I mean, as you can see, it's exhausting. Like I'm exhausting myself even talking about it, but that's what I want. That's what I'm, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about it because that was what I wanted to do. And that's what I planned on doing this whole time. Um, so coming home, I feel like I was riding a bunch of highs. You know, I feel like I was riding a ton of highs. I had left my previous job that I was just, was just kind of, I knew was just going to make me miserable, (laughs) was bleeding in, was literally bleeding in more anxiety into my like personal life that I needed. It was just my mind. It was, I was so tense at that job. It was so, Oh, like it was, I, you could do it and you could get through it, but it was just mm, tough. So I was like riding that high. I'm like on vacation. I'm like, yes, I don't even have to worry about anything. And then I was like, and then I'm starting a new job when I get back. Woo! And then I'm, I'm doing this podcast and I just kind of like ripped the bandaid off and just said, I'm going to do it. Woo! And like was feeling great. Was feeling on top of the world. And then, you know, reality kind of like not reality sets in but like those like those like initial like highs they kind of like start to like they kind of start to just become like every day and then you're waking up and you're like okay here we go in my new routine which I'm still getting very much adjusted to feel like I've just like I I I just as much as I sometimes I'm like oh routine like I I'm a I'm a creature who thrives in in routine because I can actually plan out and I have to literally plan out like downtime this this like I so being on this sorry that's loud hi bub Carson just came in here we're gonna take his collar off because I get complaints that it's very loud and you know boys got a lot of boys got a lot of um bling that he wears okay I'm sorry there so he'll be quiet now um So yeah, riding a lot of highs and, you know, that, um, Ooh, those endorphins were like, blah, 
then I feel like, you know, I was feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. And then the past couple of, I don't want to say like, I've been just like, yeah, because I mean, obviously the people like around me, it's not, it's not that it's not that it's just been like my energy has, I've, I've started to see it kind of slump again. And that's just, that's just kind of like what happens. I'm a very much like up and, you know, I kind of go through these periods, these phases. And I feel like everyone does of like riding highs. And then for some reason you're just like, I don't know, you're just not really feeling like you're like walking down the street and there's just like ding, ding, ding. Like you're, you're just jiving sometimes. And sometimes you're just not. And that's just, that's life. I feel like that's energy. That's environment. That's it's so many different things. But for the past couple of weeks, I've been really, and I'm going to be honest, right here, right on the podcast, I've been really anxious about the podcast. It's been kind of freaking me out a little bit. And I've been like, no, no. Why am I feeling these feelings of like just overwhelming, like, oh, I, I don't I don't think you can do it. Like once again, like, <laughs> but it was like these fears. It was just, I've just been kind of battling these fears of, you know, are you really cut out? You know, are you really cut out for it? Are you, you know, the, the typical, I'm going to question everything about what you're doing kind of thoughts, the dark thoughts, I call them. Cause I don't like literally just walking around and being like, I get, I get cringy when I hear people go like, I like, like I have anxiety, but like in depression, like I, I just, even saying it, it just makes me cringy. I just have never been able to actually say it. For the longest time, actually, I would not even say in therapy, I wouldn't even say the word depressed or depressing or nothing. I like tried to stay away from that word so much because I didn't want to be it. I didn't want to finally, and like, oh my God, I, t- I lied to myself for like years, years and years and years, like saying that it was just anxiety, it was just anxiety. I'm like, no, bitch, wake up. Like, it's not face the facts. I think that was really hard for me for a while to actually be like, yeah, like I, I'm fucking, I, I, I've dealt with this my whole life and it's a thing. And once I kind of like accepted it, um, I just had to accept it. Cause I was like, you know, you, before you can get better, you have to actually accept what's happening. So, but it, to go on, you know, to go just, just spiraling off in numerous ways. I, so I was just feeling a lot of like, you know, am I, am I this, am I that, am I creative enough? Am I blah, 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 that enough? Like literally like going to people like close to me and like, I've just been kind of like me, 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 like feeling sorry for me. And then I'm just like, you know what? You got it. And I'm just like telling myself this now, like, shut up, shut up and just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Um, and I will say, I will say though, that I do, I get very much, and I, I, I did, cause I wanted to talk about social media because I loved it. I, I love it so much. I love ner- learning new apps. I love learning new ways to connect all of them. And how do they, how can you use this into this and this? I think it's fascinating. I love, I love spending my time playing with it and doing it. Um, I think, I, it obviously, obviously, this isn't like I just like buffoof like came up with it. I know it drains me. I know it drains my energy. I know it pulls a lot of, it pulls a lot of like authenticness out of me because then I'm all, I'm constantly looking at other people, constantly watching other people's content, which I love doing. I absolutely love doing. That's like what I do in my free time. I have all my podcasts that I listen to and I just, 
or going and looking at different. I enjoy it. I enjoy the industry. But I think from actually like I've really have got to get serious about breaking myself off every so often from it Um, or just not even off from social media, but just off from just loud noise or visual, visual noise, like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Scrolling is exhausting, but I'm addicted to it. We're all addicted to it. I can't stop. I can't stop. Like refresh, refresh, refresh. The like, the like, the okay, let me get out my phone. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, ooh, which one have I didn't? You know what I'm talking about. It's literally exhausting. So I think that's what I'm also kind of going through. I think I just went through like a social media bender and I was like loving it and I was like loving everything. It was like there was a lot happening. So. A lot of stuff coming out in like pop culture, a lot of stuff coming out in the press, a lot of stuff coming out like in TV and this and this and this. And I was just so just threw myself into everything and like coming back and talking about everything that I was like, ooh, dang, like we haven't kind of done like an actual check in in a minute. And I think that's so vital and part of, I mean, really, if we're going to be honest, part of the reason why I even started this in the first place like as cheesy as it is like when I was trying to come up with a title like mad yet mighty is basically like everything that is me in a title with some nice alliteration tied up in a pretty little bow I mean I feel and 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 this is just it's sad that that's like what I now like But I feel like I, you know, mad, definitely um, dealing, you know, dealing with what I think a lot of people deal with on a day to day basis. But just damn, like for years and years and years and years. And my mind, I, 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 you know, I don't I I don't know. I don't want to get like too deep. I feel like I'm starting to get too deep that I might be like losing myself. But mad yet mighty is everything that I am. And I feel like it's everything that a lot of people are. Um, I feel like we're all fucking mad and I feel like we're all fucking mighty and it's the yin, it's the yang, it's the plus, it's the minus. And I'm, yeah, we all are that, but it, at the same time, it still makes you really, really beautiful cheesy 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 I know but I've always been I don't know I'm 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 proud of my mad parts my mad parts are what make me me and what make me dimensional what make me kind of I mean it makes me different my mind makes me different my mind doesn't stop my 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 ideas my my opinions like and that doesn't but dealing and fighting and being, you know, being fucking mighty and having to fight the darkness sometimes. But the darkness isn't always, that's the thing. The darkness isn't always like bad. It's not always bad. Um, Yes, it is a lot of the times, but it's, it's, it's what, you know, at the end of the day, I think what I mean by it's not bad is it, it, it makes you who you are. It makes, it's made me who I am. um, And I'm still 
still working. And it's one of those things, it's like, it's annoying because I feel like I come, I feel like I've kind of talked about, you know, I've mentioned dark thoughts before. And I want to clarify too, like when I'm talking about dark thoughts, I want to be very honest. I'm a very high functioning, I'm somebody who, I'm a very high functioning person with anxiety and depression. Very, very high functioning. I mean, you, people who know me probably would have no fucking idea. But, um, but like the people close to me obviously know. But I just, it's something that you just live with. It's something that you just live with every single day. I'm not saying that like I'm constantly, you know, laying on the ground, like crying and this and that. Like, no, like it's, it's more so of something that just, you kind of almost just adapt to it. You adapt to the thoughts, you adapt to the way that you feel, you adapt to it. And I think that for a lot, I mean, up until recently, I have just adapted to my thoughts. I've adapted to it for years not doing anything to change or fix. You know, I am, I am working very, very avidly now, especially when I started to see that like what I was, like what was happening was starting to affect people in my life and very much so affecting, you know, my, my boyfriend. Um, I'm not going to get really too much into that because it's really not like anything super dire, but when you start to see that things you're dealing with and saying and feeling, they start to affect other people around you and you start to realize that and you're like, okay, I've, I've got to be, I've got to be consciously working to just be better. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm being honest and I'm being open. What more better way than to come on here and talk about it? But so I just, I just wanted to talk about it. I just wanted to have an open dialogue and just kind of like be honest about where I've been. Not because I feel like I owe it to anyone to tell it, but that's just, that's my truth. It's my fucking truth. And I care about this podcast. I love this podcast. I'm so excited for this podcast, but I have been kind of in a little bit of a slump because I've been overthinking everything, overthinking everything, every little topic, every little thing. Oh, should I put that on? Should I put that on? Like my mind has not been able to shut down about this, about it. And it's been messing me up. It's been blocking my shit. It's been blocking my mojo. I looked at Brad the other night and I said, am I creative? And he laughed and he was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just don't feel creative anymore. Like I had a total little, I didn't melt down. It was really kind of more for comedic relief, but. So, and I didn't want to come on. I didn't want to come on and be all like, when, which I still feel like I am that way, but I didn't want to come on and talk about a million other things when this is really what I've been wanting to talk about. And I wanted to put it out there because I feel like we need it's becoming more of a conversation. Mental health is becoming more of a conversation. And that's great because it still is, people still don't really understand what it is. I mean, the fact that I have to like, you know, I, I, I felt at, you know, when I was thinking about talking about this on the podcast, I was like, oh my God, do I, I feel like I need to like preface it and say that I'm not suicidal when I'm talking about this. Because I feel like when people just think of depression, anxiety, the first thing they think of is just like, oh, like she's, you know, she's, she's sad, you know, she's gonna be suicidal, she wants to kill herself. No, I mean, that's not, that's not it at all. Actually, actually, I'm someone who I'm very lucky that I am not, I do not have suicidal thoughts. I, I don't like, it's, that's never been in me, that's never been a part of me. Um, now, I feel like 
I've maybe had like some Ebenezer Scrooge thoughts, you know, of like, what would it be like if I wasn't there kind of thing. But I feel like everyone has those kind of thoughts. It's not me actually like thinking about taking my life. And this, if this was making anyone feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but this is like, this is our truth. Like this is what people, more people than you realize are dealing with. And I've actually been really proud. I've seen a couple of people be really outward about it on social media who I went to high school with, who I've been like, you know, secretly kind of in my mind, like, damn, like, I'm so good for them, good for them for like putting it out there and talking about it. Um, It's kind of inspired me a little bit. I was like, you know, I've been, I feel like I've always been a very open person. I've always been very open about what I struggle with, but I don't want to like sit and like sit on a soapbox by any means. Um, That's not what I want to do. I just, I want to make it part of the conversation. Like if I just want to talk about it and not feel bad, not feel like I need to be this, like my life is perfect and I'm doing this, I'm going on this trip and ha ha ha, I just bought this, la 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 la. Like, no, like shit, I'm going to be real. I'm sitting sick, sitting on my floor been freaking out about taping this podcast because I know what I wanted to talk about, but I've been literally freaking out about it, avoiding it for probably, you know, I'd say a good two, two episodes. So I want it, I want it all. I want it to be all on the table. And that's exactly what I did. So that's kind of all that I really, I, I, I feel good. I feel good that we've, that we've talked about that. I feel like that's, I've put it out there and I I feel a lot better about it. But yeah, that's what I was kind of going through. And it just feels good. It just feels feels good to talk about. And I feel like more and more people, we probably should talk about it. Um, And I'm sure that I'll probably talk about it more because... It's what I live with every single day. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what path I want to go. Do I want to stay, um, stay slightly on, you know, I do take slight medications. It's like, do you stay on medications? Do you not? I've been trying to go a more natural route. I've been definitely picking up a lot of like workout and fitness and trying to, trying to incorporate more things in my life that maybe, and I've definitely have backed, I've backed down and I don't really take anything super, super hardcore, Um, I am on a very, like, I would say now a low dose of, um, of, you know, some medication, but, and I've been feeling actually a lot better now that I'm being honest with myself. I'm writing a lot. I'm having an open, I have open dialogue with, um, my boyfriend, which I never really, I was so scared to talk to him for the longest time because it is such a scary thing. Um, when you're in a relationship and when the person really doesn't, doesn't experience it for themselves, not saying that they don't understand it. Um, it's hard for them to understand. It's hard for somebody to understand who doesn't struggle. I've had numerous conversations with people talking about family members or friends who have struggled with some kind of mental disease, mental illness. And the things that they say, they're just very unforgiving and very like not, um, not open-minded about it. And Without saying too much, sorry, I'm going to pause to take a drink because I can start to hear myself getting a little harsh. So I've been in conversations with people before about like, I don't know why she's this way. She just can't kick it. She's so depressed. Da, 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 da. And inside I just listen. I'm like, God, you really have no idea what you're talking about. You really, these, these poor, and yes, I do know that some people 
exaggerate the way that they're feeling to their friends and to their family for attention or for other things. But who am I to like look at somebody and judge the way that they're feeling or judge the way that somebody makes them feel or something makes them feel? That's not my place. That's no one's place. But I've been in conversation with people and I've, and I've tried to very, you know, subtly be like, you know, at that point, you just don't understand what they're going through. They're in a completely different headspace. People, and I try to say it without coming out and being like, you know, I deal with it too. Shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because why? Why? And I don't want to, you know, scare shit out of everyone because I still feel like it scares people. People really still don't know what it means to be, to be classified as having depression or having anxiety. Um, so I tread lightly in conversation about it because it is something that's very hard, I think, for a lot of people to understand. But by talking about it more, by just being honest and just being like, not even like having to like sit down and being like, I have this, I deal with this, but just being like, you know, I'm feeling pretty, pretty fucking shitty this week. I'm not going to lie. My energy's down. I'm, I'm pushing. I'm trying to get up the hill. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, trying to kill myself. It just means that, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get myself. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a low week. I'm having a low week, having a low two weeks. Sometimes it's longer, but like, I'm still going to like, get up every day. I'm still going to go to work. I'm still going to push through. I'm still going to try to like make things for the better. It's just something that sometimes is in the forefront and sometimes isn't. It's always there. It's always with you. I, when I talk about it, I honestly, I think of like insidious, like the little nasty red devil thing that's always behind you. It's like, it's always kind of there. It's just sometimes it wants to rear its ugly head and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, so not to mention I've been sick and on my period. I mean, why don't you just slap me down? Take me out back and just, I mean, come on. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot at the same time. But here we are just outwardly talking about it. And it feels pretty good. But like I said, once again, I don't want anyone to worry. I'm just wanting to open up the conversation. I'm wanting to make it more of like a thing, you know, if it's uncomfortable to you to hear about somebody else's, you know, I've dealt, I've, you know, I've dealt with it my whole life. It's, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we just, I'm going to, I'm going to try to talk about it more because I feel like there's a lot of people out there too, who want to talk about it, who maybe don't talk about it, who maybe really don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, act like I'm I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to like make this a play. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest when I'm not feeling like a hot mamma jamma, I'm going to say it, but, Ooh, I hope I just didn't do anything crazy. But besides that, um, kind of a little update in my life. So we <laughs> quick transition, very quick transition. Um, it is pouring. It's been pouring here all day it's been like the most perfect day to be sick at home but at the same time it's just like oh my god it's been so dreary it's been so dark and now it's pouring but I mean who doesn't love the rain anyways so got back from West Virginia this week we went for the weekend to visit the boyfriend's family who lives there 
and also to attend the family tradition of going to the Wheeling Heritage Blues Fest, which is now I've been to. This is my second one that I've been to, and it is always a treat. Let me tell you. I love, who doesn't love sitting outside, drinking some beer, listening to some live music? I mean, that is just where life is at. Add water to the equation. You're sitting on the river. (laughs) Sign me up. It's great. It's fun. It's something that the, you know, the, the smaller, the small town feel of Wheeling does. It's great. So we did that. Um, We were there all weekend and it was fun. I always like to, you know, drink a couple shandies, drink a couple, try to eat myself through, which there really wasn't that much there that I wanted to eat. Whenever we go home um, or whenever we, last time we were at Blues Fest, I ate about, I think, five different rounds of pierogies from this lovely couple who family, who I think they were, I believe, I don't know, last, we were a little drunk, but it was this lovely deaf family that ran this pierogi business and they were just like little angels. And by the end of the night, remember Brad and I were schlitzed and we're, you know, going back for seconds, thirds, fourths and fifths. And now we're thinking that we know sign language with them. I mean, we were part of their, we were part of their family. I was heartbroken when they weren't there this year. They weren't there. Heartbroken, heartbroken, heartbroken. Still got pierogies. They were still great. Um, they had like this Asian modern like street Korean food truck, which was very forward and very forward of wheeling. Um, ate a dank ass Asian rice bowl. Um, oh, whenever we go back to wheeling, it's like this thing. So you know how like here in Ohio we have La Rosa's, right? And for people who don't, we have this like local family who started La Rosa's and like it's only here. And some people you either like it or you don't. Honestly, I could take it or leave it. But sometimes it's just like you crave it. You crave the shit out of it. Like I love Skyline. I wouldn't say I love La Rosa's as much as I love Skyline. I love things from La Rosa's. Like I can get down on some Rondo's big time. Like, actually, I could get down on anything, any kind of bread, anything that's in like the breadstick family. If you're a breadstick, if you're a roll, if you're a croissant, I mean, anything that is tucked, that is then put in an oven that then has any kind of brushings of butter, garlic and or cheese. I mean, if there was one way to actually commit one of the seven deadliest sins to commit gluttony, I would eat myself to death with just cheese sticks, breadsticks. Um, rondos, this, this chewy bread, cheesy bread, crazy bread, you call, oh my God, I want to just be laying in a pile, laying in a pile. Like some people, like you picture people laying in money. I want to lay in a pile of garlic, cheese, bread, breadsticks. I mean, I do not discriminate, which is just such a disgusting, I mean, think about it, how it's nasty and slimy, such a disgusting image. But I mean, that's just what it is. I, once again, ranting back to DeCarlo's. DeCarlo's is a pizza joint, family pizza joint in Wheeling. There's a couple of them. They're all family run. Um, you basically call in, get a number when, when you go, you're smashed like sardines. The one that we go to in Elm Grove, which this is like a thing back in Wheeling. Everyone is like, it's like a gang. It's a gang. Everyone has their, their location that they like love from DeCarlo's. And if you don't like that location, then fuck you. Like literally that's how it is. I've heard numerous conversations eavesdropping on family, on his friends. And it's, and it's talked about all the time. I mean, it's still talked about like people will be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I personally like it's downtown or nothing. And then if someone else is like, Elm Grove, Elm Grove, 
downtown's disgusting. And here I, here I am, have had both. And I'm like, well, I mean, I think they're both pretty fucking good. I don't know what you craziers are talking about, about one location. I mean, I get having a location and I will say that, you know, one, sometimes, you know, the Elm Grove one would pump them out and that's just the way that it is. But the one that we go to, you get a number, you walk in and you're smacked in there like sardines and they're literally just giving this shit out by the tray. I mean, people are, people like live for this. They live for DiCarlo's. So we always got to get that. We always got to get a big ass tray. You don't order it by the pizza. You order it by like literally the, like the baking tray. It's crunchy. It's delicious. It kind of emulates a pizza Lunchable. And what I mean by that is it's got this delicious, like, grated mozzarella that you like buy you can like get separately and you like put on top of it oh my god oh my god oh my god thinking about it my mouth is watering so yeah had that um you know my body was then wrecked over the weekend from the amount of you know wheat and gluten and carb that I put in it not to sound completely annoying but seriously I was I was bloating in places that I didn't know could bloat and I actually didn't eat that much. I actually did not eat that much. So I need to give myself, cut, cut myself, cut myself some slack. I think if it would have rained, it poured on us Friday, like poured. And we were literally had to like take cover underneath the food truck that we were waiting to get my food for. And then it started to flash flood and literally the water was coming over the sidewalk. And we're like, okay, maybe it's like time to take cover now. So then we ran and take cover with like the rest of the, the, the festival goers. And I'm telling you what, these people were not quitting. They were, they sat, people, we sat and waited for two hours before this damn thing started up again and then you best believe everyone was there with their umbrellas and their ponchos and this and that sitting having a damn good time commitment they have commitment to the wheeling blues fest here to trust so that was my weekend that was my weekend um fed a deer for the first time in my life like so Brad's house is like up tucked in. It's, it's, it's almost like tucked into a hillside. It's like hard to explain. You go out their backyard and you're just like nature. You're just in nature. It is so quiet. It is so peaceful. If I strung a hammock up, I could probably just in, be encapsulated in an internal or not internal, a forever eternal nap. It is just beautiful. And his mom is... I guess now the deer whisperer because she's been feeding deer on the reg off their back after off their back deck. The same deer who was pregnant um, came back and was literally we were feeding her saltine crackers. Uh, I fed her one and then I was pretty much just like watching from afar because I'm I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is so great. So we had that. We saw some baby deer. Then there was like a little fat chubby woodchuck that was running around the Blues Fest. I mean, it was just a weekend full of nature and love and fabulousness. That was the weekend. And then, you know, um, this week came back. I started my normal hours. So I'm been I'm now in like my fifth week, my sixth week. I mean, I've been at my new job for now over over a month definitely over a month. It's been going great. It still is giving me obviously like the new job jitters. I'm still anxious and still trying to learn the job. And that puts me in just such a, it's just a stressful mindset. I hate not knowing stuff or I hate being like almost like helpless, you know? So I've been doing that. So I've been kind of getting back in my jive, you know, I'm starting to get back in my jive working out in the morning. Um, just kind of getting back into it. And 
I mean, Bachelor in Paradise started this week. Hello. Or was it? No, it was last week. Last week. So Bachelor in Paradise has started. That's been giving me just the chuckles. I'll tell you what's better than Bachelor in Paradise. Getting on Twitter and watching Bachelor Universe just dig at each other, dig at each other. Ooh, nothing better, baby. I love it. So um, that was fun. Um, it's, you know, you, you know, you're a weirdo when you're watching TV and you're simultaneously like looking up and down from your phone, like, oh, you should see what so-and-so saying about so-and-so get a life, Megan, get a life. But I love it. But I love it. What can I say? What can I say? So Bachelor in Paradise started. So that's made me super, super happy. I don't know. There's so many nobodies on this season that I'm just like, I don't care. But at the same time, I can't stop watching. Damn it. There's like, there's a couple of good people that I'm like so excited that are on that are from seasons that I liked. Eric and Kenny and pff, anyways, just a couple people, but there's a lot of people on there. I'm just like, blah, but I'm, you know, anxiously awaiting who's going to be the new bachelor. I'm, I'm really not that obsessed with this. I just feel like it's like, it's, there's so much of it on. I mean, bachelor in paradise is on Monday and Tuesdays. I mean, Jesus Christ, two days. And I think each episode is like two hours. I think. I don't know. And then like the bachelorette finale was three hours. I've been a little bit, I, I, I need to like, I need to like take a break. I need to look inward a little bit. I swear I'm not that obsessed with that show. I mean, obviously I love it. I love all reality TV. Like my God, but it does kind of consume you for a couple of months. I will say a lot of rumors about who's going to be the new bachelor. They're, they're reaching out to a lot of people weird people they reached out to well people are talking about like bringing back ben higgins which god bless ben higgins i just feel like he's been through the ringer i feel like he's had a lot of emotional time on tv but i feel like it could be his comeback and i loved ben i loved me some ben higgins i just love watching a good wholesome guy you know not a juan pablo even though i didn't watch this season i just heard terrible shit about him who wants to watch that um some other like people, um, actually the radio show that I listened to, like the D like Bobby Bones, he was, he's been reached out to, I don't know. So they're like kind of, it's definitely not locked down in stone, but, um, yeah. So word on the street is, yeah. Um, anyways, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, um, friends are doing a fantasy league. A fantasy football, which I will sometimes ride or, you know, sometimes I'll ride. Sometimes I'll be like, eh, no thanks. I have issues with commitment with certain things. I just like, I don't, I don't like the expectation. I don't want the exhaustion of like, uh, of having to like every week, like show up to like pick your players. But you know what? When I get a little competitive and get into it, like it's actually fun. So, um, did that, did that this week. That's a check. Um, been actually kind of lucky because like my boyfriend's been home. Brad has been home. He lives literally on the road. So he travels, he travels, he travels, he travels. I mean, that's his job. So he's typically on the home. He's home on the weekends, but they've been working six days a week, Monday through Saturday. So it's been like, it's always rough, but I mean, I mean, we're going on three and a half years. So I'm, I'm used to this. I'm, I'm better than I was when we first started dating. Like when we first started dating, I was in denial. And then I was like, you know, a nut and like, you're gone. And I'm sad. And now I'm like, okay, this is just like, it is what it is. Like, do your own thing. Focus on your own shit. Like he'll like, it's, 
I mean, yeah, I wish we had more time together. Like, this has been great. This has been awesome. We've felt like a normal couple. We've, like, sat together on the couch on on a Tuesday night after work, like, watching TV together, like, weird. It was, it's been weird, but it's been nice. Um, he just left for a bachelor party back in Myrtle Beach. Ha, ha, ha. So he gets to go back twice. Lucky bastard. So he's there now. So then I'm just going to spend, I'm going to spend these next couple of days just like this podcast to kind of check in with myself, bring myself back up to that high vibe as everyone is, you know, wanting to be in now. I saw a so funny meme the other day of like a, I think it was like a dog with like a really worried face. And it was like when you're freaking out, but you know that like the only way you're going to like live a good life is if you put out good energy and a high vibe. And I was like, ha <laughs> ha. That is so true. Loved it. I ate that up. Loved it. Well, guys, this has been nice. This has been real. I, I'm kind of like, I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tapped out. I didn't, I was just going to let myself go. I didn't really want to like give myself too much boundaries this week. I'm just going to let myself go and just kind of rant inner monologue as I, as I do. But I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I hope that you've kind of enjoyed or maybe not kind of I hope you really enjoyed and just got something out of maybe this episode um or if you did it that's great too because no no press is bad press so if you've enjoyed listening if you enjoyed this episode please go um not subscribe or actually maybe subscribe go to podcasts go to apple podcasts go to google play um go to spotify and just go like if you haven't done it yet just go like follow it follow it for me lift a girl up a little bit throw her a bone you know um tell a friend too like if you've actually liked listening and you're like you know what she's kind of amusing like tell a friend the best way to share love is to just share love so tell a friend about it spread spread the love spread the word and you know if you want to leave a if you want to give it a nice little review give it five stars I wouldn't be mad about that either but once again like it's just I want to know I want to know and it helps me and it helps everything out in the end so thank you for listening as you can hear I'm definitely horsey McHorsey right now so I think this is the perfect time to stop this has been another episode of Mad Yet Mighty with me, your host, Megan Cipollone, and um, I will talk to you all soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.